few good men with Murray Jones, sponsored by Help Enterprises, a social enterprise helping people with disabilities lead fulfilling and independent lives. Hi, I'm Murray Jones. This is A Few Good Men, the podcast that brings together men who are raising children with disabilities and offers them a safe place to share their stories, struggles and triumphs. This is where men should really talk more to each other and our world changed forever that day and it's never been the same since. My journey as a father to a child with a disability has been challenging, but it has also given me strength and resilience that I never knew I had. I realised how important it is to have a support system and how lonely it is without one. I was um, burnt out. Everyone has a plan for the future, but whether it goes that way is another thing. Told you I wasn't going to cry today, mate. <laughs> Everyone has the ability to have a ripple effect, have a ripple effect have a... in whatever way they choose to. This podcast aims to understand some of the very difficult and unexpected journeys that many men have experienced when raising children with a disability and the way that has altered the course of their lives. I've done the job, the loving husband and the father and all that sort of stuff, but what about me? How do I relearn who I am? The immense challenges, the lonely roads, and of course, the rewards that can be discovered along the way. Make the most out of what you've got. They are your kids. Look after them. Do the best you can. I don't think Iris have ever bothered with the negatives of anything. If we're having a bad day, well, tomorrow's another day. My hope is this podcast finds its voice in the world and enables men in similar situations to share their stories and help each other navigate the unknown roads ahead. A Few Good Men with Murray Jones. Sharing stories of the unexpected journeys men have experienced when raising children with disabilities that need lifelong support. A few good men. Balancing life's many responsibilities is never straightforward and Lee Smith knows this all too well. With a role as a quantity surveyor for the Queensland Government, commitments to the Air Force cadets, the Army Reserve and the challenges of raising four young children, life was already a balancing act for Lee. Then Tiffany entered their lives bringing with her the unique challenges and joys associated with Down syndrome. But amidst initial shock and suggestions of fostering out Tiffany, Lee and his family stood steadfast. They chose love, understanding and the strength of their family bond. Today, we will explore the profound impact of these nurtured relationships on Tiffany's life and how a supportive environment can make all the difference for those facing challenges. Lee, thanks for joining us today on A Few Good Men. Well, thank you. Tell me a bit about you and your kids. Well, I've been married 53 years now. I have six children. We've lived in the same house for 50 years. It's not quite the same house, is it? Renovating for 40 years. When we came back from Tasmania, we came back with four children and the house was a bit squeezy. We started the renovations, so that's kept me quite on and off over the 40 years. I told the wife originally it would be three months and she still says yes it is only three months but you've only done it a couple of days a year so um, we went down to Tasmania 79 I think it was or thereabouts yeah with three children that was a, a boy and two girls and uh, while we were down there we somehow or other managed to get another girl mm-hmm. anyway I jagged a job with the Queensland government as a quantity surveyor so we bought uh, bought four kiddies back and then, uh, lo and behold, five years after Kimberly was born, along came Tiff. The stork did it again. I've got no <laughs> idea how he did it, but he did. <laughs> so um, Jill went into hospital to have Tiff. And when Tiffy was born, within minutes of her being born, they came in and advised us that uh, she was Down syndrome. Well, we didn't have a clue what Down syndrome was. Mm. 
they gave us all the horror stories and goodness knows what else, that she couldn't do this, wouldn't be able to do that, so on and so forth. She'll have heart problems and physically have problems and, of course, she'll be intellectually impaired. And we thought, oh, yeah, okay, so what? Or they told Jewel that she wouldn't be able to be breastfed, they're lucky to be able to get her to bottle feed. In the meantime, being the fifth child, Jewel was handling without a worry in the world. Didn't know what she couldn't do, just went on and did what needed to be done. Yeah. And that's basically how we've handled it the whole way through. Can you remember how you felt? How I felt at the time. You know, when, when Tiffany oh, I, was born I, and you found all that out? Numb to start with mm. because we just didn't know what to expect. They told us all the horror stories and they invited us to leave it with them. But we didn't have to take her home if we didn't want to. Oh, did they? Yeah, yeah, that was a bit of a surprise. So we'll, we'll foster her out. Do you just yeah, walk away? And, yeah, mm, yeah. Did that cross your mind at all? No. You'll say, well, what am I going to tell the rest of the kids? They know she's born. I've <laughs> been coming up and visiting her and all the rest of it. Mm. Um, we tell them that she's died. No way. So Tiffy It's just it's came amazing they us. even asked that you, you know, anyway. Yeah, it just progressed for me. We mm. never really took any notice of the supposed disability. Uh, really? She was just one of, the, mm. one of the kids. I mean, with four elder siblings, it was... A relatively young family. So Tiffany's the youngest? At that stage she was. Oh, okay. Oh, and then another one came along. Yeah, another surprise. That bloody stalk. <laughs> I don't know how he snuck in, but he did. So we ended up with six children. Tiffy, the fifth one, had the disability. Yeah. Well, all that meant was that she was very slow in developing. Compared with the other kids, I mean, when Warwick came along, Tiffy was six, and he very quickly caught up and passed her in development, mm. crawling, walking, Etc. Mm. In fact, the other kids, they all developed so quickly. We didn't notice the milestones that occurred along the way, whereas Tiffy accentuated them because she stayed at the one level for a fair period of time and yeah. then she'd suddenly make a, an advance, it'd plateau out again. and then. So we learnt more about child development with Tiffy than ever we knew or understood with the other kids. Tiffy was quickly taken in and put into early intervention. She's around two or something at early intervention, yeah, yeah, two or three? Yeah, months, two years, yeah, thereabouts. Yeah. What sort of stuff were they doing with early intervention, coming to your place and doing stuff? Or? No, no, it was at Aspley State School. There was a unit there. And they were more, I think, trying to educate Jill than they were Tiffany at the time. We had a lot of support from the state government. Yeah. If we had similar sort of support with the other kids, they probably would have done 100% better than what... But you don't come with a book of instructions or a warranty card. Or with any kids. No, you you just sort of muddle around for yourself. And Mm. then with Tiffy, we got all this advice and help, which made it so much easier. So there's a lot of support there, a lot of information Yeah, there was was a lot of information. Some of it was helpful. Some of it we chose to ignore. Trial and error. Oh, yeah. Well, Mm. all this with children. I mean, the eldest is for guinea pig. After that, it gets so much easier. And by the time we got down to the, the youngest, Warwick, he was an absolute breeze. He did his own thing. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I was just had a flashback. I remember our, our boy, Fred, he was our first. And I remember he was a little bit prim, but leaving the hospital and putting him in the car seat and driving home. It was about five of those. It wasn't far. I reckon I was in the 60s, I'm doing about 20. I'm, you know, I was just, <laughs> and, and Jeep is, you know, you do, you wrap the first one up in eggshells, and you, you know, yeah. gee, well, I hope we're doing the right thing, and you do get, it does get easier. We just muddled on from there. Mm. We didn't make any big fuss of Tiff. She was just one of the kids. She, because she had so many close siblings, mm. 
she just mucked in. She was a bit slower on the take-up. Her intellect, what level's that? Well, at this stage, we'd say it's somewhere between 6 and 16. How old is she now? She's 38. 38. She can count. She can't do arithmetic. Right. Uh, addition and subtraction's a total yeah. mystery to her. Got any idea of the concept of money? Uh, she can recognise coins and notes, but Doesn't know she wouldn't they. have a clue whether or not she was being given the right change. She'd hand over a, a note and whatever they gave her back, she'd accept. And not understand it's about no, earning money no, and really. all that stuff. I mean, she knows if it costs X dollars, she'll hand over something that'll cover that. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah. she won't necessarily know that she's getting the correct change or whether she's entitled to change. Yeah, yeah. With reading, we've got a speech therapist working with her now, has been over 12 months, and she's slowly beginning very limited reading. Mm. It hasn't been a real problem for her in the past. She travels to uh, Mitchelton herself by train and has right from the onset. Mm. Catches a train. That all came about when she was at Jibung Special School. They were looking for life skills. They weren't worried about reading, writing or arithmetic. Um, What they dealt with was travel train, taught her to ride a bicycle, um, at Jeebung State School, or special at school, did they? Special school, yeah, they were oh. great. They were great. I, How I that? couldn't yeah. give them enough praise. Yeah, uh, taught her self grooming, and mm. it was all life skills. There was no academic training as such. They mm. they dealt with what she could handle, and gave her skills that have stood her instead ever since. Well, that's fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and and you were at this stage, you're a quantity surveyor by. Profession, is that right? Yeah. I've got a degree in building, postgrad diploma in project management and a degree in quantity surveying. You're a pretty handy bloke to have around a construction site. I vaguely know my way around, yeah. Yeah, yeah. When I came back, I started work just starting on the uh, museum at South Bank. At the same time, the performing arts was under construction, so I was involved with that as well. I also worked on the uh, Playhouse Theatre. I started on the uh, State Library. Yeah. And I did a stint. I opened up an office for QBuild in Caboolture, moved over from QBuild to Project Services, which was the design side of the house. Yeah. And I looked after the rebuild of Princess Alexandra Hospital. So why are you doing all that? You know, it sounds like fascinating work. Were you involved a lot with you know, what was going on with Tiffany? Or? Well, I'd get home overnight and I'd hear what had happened, what Tiffy'd got up to, what she'd done. I mean, the sort of thing she was prone to do when she was reasonably young, is take herself up to the local general store, which was only 100 metres away. Yeah. Um, only she'd do it without any clothes on. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, Leo would ring Jill and say, hey, Tiffy's here, you better bring some clothes. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> or the neighbours... Totally across, oblivious, yeah. The neighbours across the What, she'd just run out run... Re- for whatever reason, she'd shed her clothes and yeah. run up to... Well, she used to go up there and Leo would give her a lolly whenever he saw her sort of thing. So whenever she felt like she needed a lolly, she'd dash up to Leo's. Yeah. It took a while to sort of calm her down on on doing that. That's a very funny story. I've had a better better occasion than that. Yep. We went to Expo. I was involved in the building of the Queensland Pavilion at Expo. Oh, okay. Yep. And so we were going to Expo, if not weekly, probably three or four times a week. This is 1988. Yeah. Tiffy would have been three. Yep. And we were at Expo and we'd just been through the uh, Cadbury Pavilion mm-hmm. and we were out standing in the queue outside the New Zealand Pavilion, which mm. always had a big queue. Anyway, Jill said, did Tiffy get some chocolate? I said, 
Not as far as I know. She said, well, what's that on the front of your shirt? Mm. And then suddenly she and her father and the rest of the kids all stood back. Poor old Tiffy got a dose of a runs oh, no, all did. over me. Oh, no. <laughs> so <laughs> father-in-law says, <laughs> says to Jill, yeah. you're going to take her off him and clean her up? And Jill said, not me. <laughs> He's got her. He can do it. So Justin and I went into the public toilets fair mm. at Expo and uh, we cleaned Tiffy up, took her into the, the toilet, and mm. scrubbed mm. her up and mm. changed her. And, of course, I'm a total mess. So I had to strip off to the waist and I'm at the hand basin washing my shirt and trying to dry it under the hand dryer. <laughs> and there's all these, you know, yeah, blokes ex- coming ex- yeah, Expo coming. people, all nationalities coming in, sort of stopping suddenly staring at me and sort of edging around me. (laughs) Who is this strange bloke? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that was probably the most memorable visit to Expo. Mm. Did she have some chocolate? (laughs) With Tiffy, she did such outrageous things at various Mm. times. Mm. If it had been the other kids, we'd have floored them. But Mm. with Tiffy, all we could do was laugh. And anything that Warwick did afterwards paled to insignificance. He, He didn't have a chance, poor little bugger. I mean, that's you know, obviously with um, with Down syndrome, it's a physic. Yeah, it's quite physically. It's obvious, you know, when you see someone yeah. with Down syndrome, as opposed to say autism, which well, that, is the invisible, the invisible sort of. That's for thing. one advantage. Mm. If we're going to have any disability, I think Down's the one to have in the family. You reckon? Uh, yeah. Well, it's obvious, so people readily accept that there's something wrong. Yeah. Whereas a lot of other disabilities, if it's purely intellectual and the like, and they're physically fine, people. Mm tend to not relate to them in the way they will. It's true. With yeah, it's a big people thing. People have mm. an, an obvious disability. Mm. I think we had the, the better deal of the disability mm. spectrum. By but you were, in, in between having that career, you were able to get some balance there, it sounds like. You know, you involved oh. as much as you could be. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I was tied up with scouts for uh, Justin. I was tied up with Air Force cadets. I was tied up with Army Reserve and the girls were all dancing, so I was tied up with that. Uh, and Tiffy was involved in it as well. She oh, okay. she went to she, dancing she, yeah. with the, the older girls. She went to gymnastics and she went to athletics with Special Olympics. And that was the start of our travelling, I suppose, as such. Mm. I worked. I was studying in the beginning. Mm. Doesn't sound so, like yeah, you had a I, lot of time. I had a fairly busy mm. life, so Jill carried a fair bit of a burden of keeping the, the nest tidy and looking after the mob. You've been married 52 years. 53 now. 53. Congratulations. I'm just a babe in the woods, mate. I've got 27 years next week. So any secrets to you know a long marriage? You've got a good, strong relationship with Jill? Yeah, we're both very laid back. If one of us got out of sorts, the other one would laugh it off. That mm. sort of smoothed over any rough edges. Mm. We never really had any rough edges at all, mm. to be honest. I mean, I first met Jill when she was eight. I went to school with a brother of... She grew up on a, a farm in Mullaney, a dairy farm, and Peter was sent down to live with his aunt in uh, Brisbane to go to school down here. I palled up with him at school and then used to go home with him to the farm on occasional weekends. Oh, okay. So, um, as a kid, so yeah. Jill and I have been sort of knocking around since, you know, way back when. I lost my mother. I was 14, and Jill did the same. My mum died of uh, pneumonia. Jill's mother was killed in a... Road accident, so... Uh, At a young age, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we'd come from a 
a similar sort of circumstances and background in that regard. Yeah, yeah. Um, been been lifelong friends, really. Sixty-seven mm. years. Yeah. Mm. Mm. We were fortunate enough never to mm. both be in a low at the same time. If one was out of sorts or upset or what have you, the other one would just laugh at it, laugh it off. So it's been that yin and yang. Yeah, yeah. the whole time. It, it's worked yeah. well over the ages. Yeah, having six kids, it's pretty busy life anyway. Yeah, I mean, we were too for, busy to be worrying yeah, about each yeah, other. Yeah, having a child sounds like you sort of just got on with it with Tiffany. You know, she's got Down syndrome. Yeah, she was just one of the mob. Did it drag you down at all, thinking no, about where no, she was at or what she's doing? And you know? We never worried about her having a disability. We were quite open with friends and relations and that sort of thing. Yep. And I think because they saw we weren't concerned about it, they weren't concerned about it. So yep. um, just accepting her for what she was yep. and being more than happy with any advance that she made, any developmental improvement. So focusing on the positives and... Yeah, I, I don't think Iris have ever bothered with the negatives of anything. If we're having a bad day, well, tomorrow's another day. Tomorrow's another day, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Whatever will be, will be. Obviously, this is more about you than Tiffany, although yeah. although it's intertwined. But she's had a pretty remarkable life. I, you know, you're telling me about her swimming and um, you know, yeah, nearly yeah, yeah. falling in the pool and the early Olympics in and the piece uh, mm. when the kids were around at a, a friend's place who had a pool. Tiffy fell in, and her sisters and our friend had to jump in and rescue her. So it was a, probably a good chance we could have lost two to drowning at the time. The older siblings could all swim, uh, but mm. Tiffy couldn't. So uh, Jill organised for her to take swimming lessons. Initially, it was quite a trial. The the lady who took it was excellent. She got Tiffy within six months swimming all three strokes. She'd have been four or five maybe, could even have been six. Time sort of blurs after a while. Yeah, yeah, well, it was a long way from... Just getting her to go, oh, if she falls in the pool again, she'll be able to get to the yeah, edge and, yeah. you know, she'll be safe to... Once we got over the first bout of screaming and carrying on and not mm. wanting to get in the water, she became quite a little duck, paddled around and thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm. With her swimming, it's sort of taken you around the world. Oh, well and truly. Yeah. We would never have thought about travelling. With the swimming, we heard about these Down Syndrome World Games. That was organised out of England. Yeah. The first yeah. games were in England. The second... World Games were in South Africa, yeah. and a friend of ours who has a Down syndrome son, they went to that by invitation, and then the next time it came around, it was in Ireland. We put in and we joined the team, the Australian team, about, yeah. about 20 Down syndrome. Yeah. So you had to fund yourself for all this? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all self-funded. The team did a bit of fundraising, but, mm. you know, it was fairly minimal because you had to have your coach carer with maximum of three kids. So we had to support them to get them over there. And, of course, it was an excuse for us to go too. We never even thought about travelling. Yeah. So um, Tiffy took us to Ireland and then after that, two years later, it was Portugal. The following year, it was an invitational swim at Taiwan. Jeepers, yeah. And then after that, the following year, it was Italy. Then mm. uh, two years after that, the... World Games are every two years. We were back to Taiwan. Yeah. The Invitational was to see whether or not they thought they could handle it. And we went back to Taiwan. Then we went to Mexico, back to Italy for another one, then Canada. And then with Special Olympics, she went to the um, World Games at Dubai. It's phenomenal. She also did a trip with BAM, Buster Move Dance Group. Oh, I know Buster Move, Which yeah. is a, a disability dancing setup. Yeah. Uh, took us to... Fred uh, used to go to Buster Move. Yeah, yeah boy. Yeah, yeah. 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 
took us to uh, Los Angeles. Yeah. When the World Games were on over there, Buster Move went over to provide entertainment during the lunch breaks and that oh, sort okay. of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then in Australia with the Special Olympics, athletics took us to Sydney initially. Swimming, we've been to the Gold Coast, Adelaide, Melbourne, Adelaide again. Launceston was last year. So in a strange sort of quirk of fate, she's actually, she has enriched your life. She, you know, you've been, you've travelled oh, around the world. and more, you know. more than, more than enrichment. Jill and I went to uh, New Zealand for our honeymoon. Yeah. And that's the only overseas trip I had done. So she's taken us around the world. So, yeah, when Tiffy started us travelling, about 2004 or thereabouts, every couple of years except for COVID, mm. we've been travelling. Each time that Tiffy's been away, the kids have noticed a real improvement when she comes home. Oh, they? Just her yeah. socialising, speaking with people, mixing with people, yeah. um, understanding what's going on. Each trip away has made a big difference each yeah, time. Is it? Yeah. And she's got... Absolutely, loads of confidence. Whenever I've met people with Down syndrome, they always seem to have a sort of cheery disposition and, you know. Yeah, oh, is exactly. that, oh, It seems to be a common trait, is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she'll have a moment, quite infrequent to be honest. Mm. She can get a little bit shirty mm. on odd occasions, but it's few and far between. Well, that'd and make the journey for you guys a lot easier oh, too. Oh, well, yeah. How do you reckon the family are going, like, with Tiffany? Have they all accepted her and, yeah, yeah, and like, been, you know, interested in her life? J- and, Justin yeah. was a little bit reluctant to start with. I, I think he was a little bit embarrassed initially. He was only 11 at the time. Yeah. But uh, it was probably only a couple of years later. He took her to school and used her for a, a talk about Down syndrome, pointed out the physical Did he? Or well, took her like the, the yeah. show and tell, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. So a lot of his mates all accepted Tiffy for That's fantastic. For we were talking about that the other day with one of the other guys about that inclusion as a goal, you know, where, where there's almost no barrier. Imagine living in a world yeah, where it's, well, you know, you, you don't have these labels. We, we're, not a fan of, to, you know. we're not a fan of inclusion as such, total inclusion. Mm. Uh, as I say, Tiffy's been through the special stream all the way through. I mean inclusion in the community, right, yeah, yeah, generally. Yeah, but, yeah. You know. Inclusion to what she can handle. Yeah, okay. Pushing her into a classroom in scenario mm. with mainstream kids really doesn't suit. Mm. It um, detracts from the, the lesson for the well, normal children. Jill worked at the high school for, I don't know, 30 years. Oh, did she? Yeah. yeah. So she'd seen it firsthand, knowing how Tiffy'd been treated yeah. in the special stream and seeing how the other kids were basically ignored Yeah. and weren't given any life skills that yeah. was left solely to their parents. Yeah. And... A lot of them didn't have uh, the wherewithal to handle the academic. So yeah, yeah, they were a yeah. distraction in the class. Yeah. They were bored. Trying Never to push them ki- into, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, trying to hammer a square peg into a round hole. So did you have any sort of expectations with Tiffany or did you just sort of take it as it comes? Did you just did, did you push her we, along, we bought, do you reckon? With all of them, we just took them and said, game. So, you know, you said sort of intellectually, you know, we've, we've got a 25-year-old and we always say, you know, he's a 25-year-old toddler. But yeah. then you reckon Tiffany's capacity yeah. of 6 to 16, but does she yeah. still relate well to the, the siblings, even though they've oh, gone yeah. off and done their thing? Yeah, yeah. Have yeah, you I've have you been instrumental in that? Have you tried to – is there anything you've done, you reckon, that, to <laughs> keep them tied together? And, or it's just been a natural thing? It's just been a natural thing. Yeah. I mean, we're inclusive with all of them. Yeah. Uh, so so pretty open communication yeah. at home. And, yeah. yeah. We haven't been aware of any concerns or conflict or anything like that. The one thing about Tiff is that she relates particularly with the 
younger kids, four, five, six. Yeah. She'll play with them yeah. and they'll grow up and grow past her and yeah. she'll move on to the next young yeah. set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's her... Well, I suppose when you're... That's her four-year-old sort of... Because you're a grandfather, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. Seven grandkids. So she relating to the... Yeah, yeah, and the neighbourhood yeah. kids. Because kids don't, you know, they don't... They wouldn't think, oh, the, she's, the, the you kids know, she's are, 27. Are non-judgmental. Mm. Mm. Non-judgmental, yeah. absolutely. Just on that judgmental thing, have you found, like, have you had to be a strong advocate for Tiffany at all to sort of, you know, stand up for her? And, no, no, never. No, no. It sounds like it's been, a, you know, for almost oh, a, a, as I know. said, if you've got to have a, a child of a disability, Down syndrome, mild to mm. moderate is great. If you're at the other end of it, I dare say where they've got other health problems as well. That's not exactly oh, the same. Oh, yeah, no. But yeah. Tiffy is physically fit. And happy in a, happy in herself. Oh, she's, yeah. she's happy in an yeah. environment. And she enjoys help. Very she, good organisation, help. Yeah, yeah, she enjoys that. Oh, she enjoys a dance. At the moment, she's dancing, she's swimming. Is there anything you reckon that, you know, she's taught you about life? And Yeah, I mean, I can travel if I want to. <laughs> <laughs> um well, probably not a great deal more than any of the others. They're all individual. They're all easygoing. You sound like a very proud dad. You you know, you yeah, talk yeah. about your, your children with great pride. Yeah, yeah. Well, all the kids are, are doing quite well for themselves. Mm. Uh, what would you say to the you know, dads who might be listening to the podcast about, because there's so many journeys, you know, yours is, sounds like, um, you know, it's been obviously well, not, not something that you, that you would have... Imagine, but I you guess made the, the most of it. And, I guess you know. the main thing is, yes, we made the most of it. We never really thought of it as being a problem. We accepted it for what it was, didn't try to hide the fact that we had a child with a disability. Yeah. Uh, we didn't flaunt it, but we didn't hide it. Yeah. And we spoke quite openly about it, and it, it wasn't a problem with anybody that we interacted with. Yeah. They didn't feel that, you know, it was a, an embarrassment or... But they shouldn't mention anything. I mean, Tiffy just swam along with the rest of us. Yeah, well, and I, I think um, credit to you, if you, you you know, as busy as you've been and you've been married a long time and had a successful partnership, you know, with Jill, 53 years is a big milestone. Yeah. Being able to create that family environment where it's open communication and encouragement, Yeah, that's been a big, big thing. It sounds like you've encouraged, provided Tiffany with lots of encouragement in terms of has she well, needed to push along? Have you, not have you, only us, but the other kids... I mean, basically... Uh, Has she just done she, all this she, on her she, own free will? Have, you, have yeah. you been there, you know, in the background sort of pushing her along a little bit? No, no. no. She, she's just dragged along with the other kids. Whatever they were doing, she went along as well, as I say. You know, she did the, the dancing, the gymnastics. The yeah, but, you, but she wouldn't have done that off her own bat. You've obviously gone, oh, no. oh let's, let's put no, her into I mean, let's do this. We were let's, taking the other kids. You look for the she, opportunities. She, she just yeah. came along. Yeah. And... Uh, People, the organisations that we were dealing with, accepted her yeah. for what she could do or couldn't do. I think that's a big thing, that acceptance, isn't it? Yeah. Is that something that you reckon? Because not everyone has it, you know. I mean, well, I, I think the advantage that we had, as I say, was the older kids, uh, whatever they were in, Tiffy tagged along. Yeah. Uh, and so she got a exposure to a, a wide range of things. But if she'd been our only child with a disability, yeah. quite likely would never have taken her along oh, yeah, to I see it. Yeah, what she had. So it's been an advantage having a big oh, family because you go, a, okay, well, we, you know, such and such is doing this, come along, you, you have a crack. 
you know, so they were doing things together. Yeah, no, all yeah. the way through. You're a very good family man, Lee, that's yeah. for sure. You know, I think um, I mean, what even, you've told me anyway, even, I think, you know, it's... Even with the weddings, Tiffy dressed up as a flower girl and what oh, you, and attended all the weddings and, yeah. So. What do you reckon, what, have you got? Have you sort of thought much about the future? Uh, not a great deal. No. Um, I, I think when Jill and I... Because you're 78, fall, you're in great yeah, condition. Yeah, when Jill and I fall off the perch, Tiffy will probably go with one of her siblings. Which one? I've no idea because... Mm. I suspect they're going to... Uh, Have they they've indicated they'll pick up oh, the yeah. mantle? Yeah. yeah. Uh, squabble over who will look after her. Gee, um, well, that's fantastic. And so she's obviously going to have no worries having a roof over her head. No. What no. about all the other stuff that, you know, that you've done on, obviously, on a daily, weekly, you know, monthly basis? Will they be able to do all that? Is that something it depends that worries which, you? depends which one she's with. We, we have no concerns about that. Yeah. And, uh, and, and continue to live a, yeah. a fulfilling, fulfilling life. And hopefully we'll leave enough. We won't have spent the total inheritance. There'll be a little bit left there to look after her. Mm. Yeah, so no, yeah. we're not greatly concerned about yeah. what her future will be. Yeah, well, that's great, isn't it? You're very lucky because it's not always the case. For many of us, it's um, kind of the big elephant in the room. You know? Yeah, um, it, it surprises us at times with her understanding. We've had cats for years. In fact, our last cat only recently passed away. It was... Almost twenty-three years old. Oh, yeah. ancient. Anyway, the yeah, it would have been sad. Poor, They'd become part of the family. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The poor thing finally gave up the ghost, mm. and uh, I think it was a Friday. Oh, it doesn't matter anyway. Mm. It was a couple of days. I was going to leave it until Tiffy was at help on Monday and oh, take right. it out and give it a it's give a it a burial. burial. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Tiffy missed it. You know, where's Rum? We had two cats originally, Rum and Raisin. <laughs> and Raisin had passed away about three years earlier. Yeah. And uh, so she wanted to know. So where you didn't say anything and she's. She wanted to know where Rum was. And we said, oh, well, she's died. We didn't tell her that we'd put Rum in the bloody freezer. <laughs> <laughs> to keep her there for a couple of days before we buried her, you yeah. see. Yeah, anyway, yeah. she says, oh, so. You're going to dig a hole? Cryo, whatever it is, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, can I help? Well, all right. So this was a Sunday, Mm. raining cats and dogs, but I had a gazebo out in the backyard over a a brick saw. So we go out there and I dig this hole. Tiffy disappears and comes back with a note she'd written uh, saying how she'll miss rum and uh, love heart and that on it. She put that in with rum and we covered her up. And yeah. I thought, you know, it, it would upset Tiff no end. But no, she she was fine with it. Mm. But the fact the final deal of, of actually putting it to rest, I think if we'd done it and she hadn't known, would probably be in a bigger She would have problem. been more upset. Yeah. 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 So yeah, well, that's in a some ways she's growing up a hell of a lot. Mm. And as you said earlier, sometimes I think, um, and obviously all children with disability are different, but um, you do have to look backwards to realise how far they've come forwards. You yeah. know, we often do that with, with our boys and focus on the positives and do all you can to, I think, which is what you've obviously done, you know, focused on the positives and tried to ensure that she maximises her potential. Yeah. You know, yeah and it's yeah. all you can do, really. Well, so. possibly not consciously doing that, but still that's for... No, that's it sounds like, from what you've said, that's, that's the what way you've we've done. treated yeah. all of them. You know, we've never held any of them back and we've never been concerned if they've ever 
failed on something or fallen over, just yeah. pick them up, dust them off and send them on their way again. Yeah, well, for all of us, isn't it? Most of the stuff we learn is through, you know, trying and, and failing and trying and failing and, you oh, know, indeed. until you get it right. So, yeah. But you sound like you've got it right, Lee, in terms of, you know, being well, a I, good man, a good dad. and I you feel know, I've been very lucky. And, and risen, you know, raised. I mean, I've got six, you know, six I've children. I've got great kids. I've got a great wife. You've and got a I've, lovely big plot of land there at Nudgee. I've, I've been yeah. fortunate enough both in work and what have yeah. you to scrape together a, a few little life's luxuries. Yeah. I did laugh when when I came to visit you because um, you've been in construction your whole life. and um, The place was half built, yeah. That's, that's not what Jill said. And here we are, of course, you know, the house isn't finished. But, you know, that's so true. We've got mates who are builders and, you know, it's always yeah. the way. And um, you don't underestimate those, what I think. From what you said, what you you know, what you achieved with your family, and yeah, it's, no, it's, um, it's been good. You sort of made it sound pretty easy, but I'm sure yeah. you know you've had challenges there that you know together you've got through, and here you are, you know, no, we've, positive outlook. We've and, really been fairly fortunate, to mm. be honest. I've always had good work, good jobs, reasonably well paid. Mm. Um, we've got a, a comfortable retirement. Government super was pretty good. I don't know if it's going to last forever if I live it much longer, but, but I'm not particularly worried about it. No, you don't seem to be a bloke who gets worried about much. No, I don't actually, and neither mm. does Jill. Mm. And realistically, neither do our kids. The girls take after Jill. They're as easygoing as you could wish. Mm. They'll vent if they're having a, a deal with their spouses. Yeah. They'll ring up Jill and, and vent about it, and then it's all over and done with. Yeah. I've never had to do that. Mm. Never been that upset. I, I need to go and vent. Yeah, well, that's fantastic. Very rare, but, you know, fantastic. They did keep me on the toes, I must admit, at times. Mm. I don't think you've kind of given yourself enough credit, to be honest, Lee. You're a pretty humble bloke. But you've done a good job, done a great job. So thanks very much for coming in. You're, thanks, you're a good man, mate. Congratulations on all you've done with your kids, and, and in particular, um, Tiffany. Yeah, well, thank you. Have you found value in today's episode? Please share it and consider leaving a review on A Few Good Men. It helps us reach more people with these meaningful stories. Thanks again to our sponsor for their support of this podcast. Help Enterprises are a social enterprise helping people with disabilities lead fulfilling and independent lives. Next time on A Few Good Men, Gary Butler delves into the depths of a concern shared by many parents, especially those with children having unique needs. The thing that we worry about every day of the week, there isn't a day goes by when I don't think what's going to happen to Luke when we're not around. I'm Murray Jones. Thanks for joining us on A Few Good Men. To keep the conversation going, please connect with us on our website. You'll find resources, stories from fellow fathers and caregivers, and ways to interact with our growing community. Visit afewgoodmen.com.au. A Few Good Men, sponsored by Help Enterprises, a social enterprise helping people with disabilities lead fulfilling and independent lives. A Few Good Men is a Welcome Change Media production.